0: All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we are, it is playoff week for the Bills, locking up the two seed after the victory over the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. And here the Bills are set to kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern time against the Indianapolis Colts from Orchard Park. You know, you you take a, a look back at this season right i think so much for bills fans to celebrate to feel good about the team finishing with a 13 and 3 record everything coming about with this and just uh looking forward to this game the bills actually a 7 point favorite um like many of you right you you feel great about how the team is playing right now you don't want to get uh too overconfident i guess in many ways you know that the The Colts are a good football team with Phillip Rivers at quarterback, even though he might be in a later stage of his career. Of course, Frank Reich is the head coach and just uh, how fond members of the Bills mafia are of, of him and remembering his great play as a backup quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. And of course, Jonathan Taylor, the rookie running back for the Colts, as he rushed for over 250 yards as the Colts locked up their position in the playoffs on Sunday. Now you go with so much of this, we'll have more previews of the game against the Colts coming up uh, in the next few days, right? You know that the Buff Hub will will have a preview for you. Bruce Nolan will be talking about uh, crumbling the cookies, right, how he would attack the Colts. Um, You'll see that article at buffalorumblings.com. He'll also have it on his podcast, the Bruce exclusive, coming out on either Thursday or Friday with those specifics as it comes to attacking the Colts and what that can look like. And Jamie D. and Big Newt will have their podcast. Instead of coming out on Wednesday this week, they'll actually be coming out on Friday afternoon. So make sure you check in for that. Now, in this episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, really for the most part, right, we're kind of a little bit more news-related items, I guess you could say, with certain pieces. I mean, I think you've all probably gotten plenty of info and, uh, and time to reflect on the victory over the Dolphins. And really with this is looking forward, right? I think there are a few updates um, that that certainly stand out from from this standpoint. You know, as I get started, I think it does make the most sense to injury report, um, some which is expected. I'll do a little bit of speculating here. I try not to do too much of that, but I think as it relates to this, I've got some thoughts. And of course, I'm always curious to get your feedback too. Now, you go through with this, you take a look at the Bills injury report, and I'm recording this on Tuesday night. So this is from Tuesday, um, and it's noted, right? It comes from the Bills. On Tuesday, the Bills conducted a walkthrough practice. So not a traditional practice, but here's what you you have. Now, in a, in a lot of ways, right, some pieces not too surprising, offensive lineman John Feliciano with a knee but was a full participant. Um, Reggie Gilliam, with his knee and hamstring, actually back as a full participant in practice. So uh, so that was good to see. Yeah, Jake Fromm, not injury-related. Of course, you know that he has been kind of sequestered from the rest of the team, a limited participant as well. Now when you get to the receiving core, that is where things are a little bit different there, right? Isaiah McKenzie, um, limited in practice with an ankle injury. Um, you know, from that standpoint, okay, you know, we'll get into that just in a little bit as it relates to Cole Beasley. Um, next up, Stefan Diggs was also limited with an oblique. Uh, again, as I look at both of these, how these guys finished in their time on the field on Sunday against the Dolphins, um, I don't have any concerns as you you talk about any of those, right? It might just be precautionary from from one standpoint or this and that. I mean, you would have to. I mean, (laughs) you need Buffalo PD to get Stephon Diggs off the field on Saturday against the Colts. So I'm not really concerned with either of those. The one area of concern that I do have, Cole Beasley was a do not practice. And, you know, as we take a look at all of this, again, a short week for the Buffalo Bills with the game on Saturday, a 1 p.m. kickoff again, you know, Beasley last week, right after the injury in the Patriots game, Head coach Sean McDermott had said that he is week to week. So when he calls someone week to week, right, there was pretty much, at least for me, like, okay, there's no chance he's playing against the Dolphins. And I was hopeful when things would come about with uh, the injury report today or hearing from Sean McDermott yesterday that there would be more of a designation for Beasley going from week to week to day to day. And he's still being listed as week to week. And, you know, trying to read in between the lines here just a little bit, from past McDermott press conferences and the way he talks, um, and then seeing the do not practice here on Tuesday, you know, for me, that was, well, when I say a little bit of a red flag, right, just in me feeling less optimistic that Beasley will be playing on Saturday. Now, of course, that can change, right? When you think of uh, the next couple of days, it could be precautionary as well, or we don't have a ton of details as it relates to the injury exactly what it is related to his knee. Um, So I'll be in a little bit of wait and see mode, but I I think if I'm preparing myself mentally, as I take a look at this, um, Isaiah McKenzie will be starting in the slot for the Buffalo Bills on Saturday, which goes back to, uh, again, you talk about an ankle injury for McKenzie, hoping that it is nothing big. Um, I'll be checking banged up bills on Twitter to see what kind of additional insight he might have in the coming days. Um, And certainly with the return of John Brown last week against the Miami Dolphins, you at least feel, I feel, a little bit more comfortable if by some chance Beasley cannot play against the Colts, that McKenzie can fill in with that role. And again, still having Diggs and Brown on the field puts the Buffalo Bills passing game in a great situation. Um, Something worth monitoring, again, Cole Beasley is such an integral part of the Buffalo Bills offense this season so reliable um, as he remains week to week uh, again, right? You you want him to be on the field, but you want him to be healthy. If that means he has to win, uh, miss the Colts game, obviously, hopefully it's a win for the Buffalo Bills that he could be back for the following weekend in the playoffs. Um, kind of along those same lines as I transition here just a little bit, you know, one thing that, that truly starts to happen this time of year, as you see the head coaching changes um, in place across the NFL. And you see different um, reports, different coaches that are let go. And then there's always the speculation. And I know for so many Bills fans, right, they will say, well, why doesn't the team just pay Brian Dable more or promote him to assistant head coach? Or, you know, if you throw a lot of money at him and they're playing well, but, you know, I think it's one of those pieces. If you are Brian Dable, Right. If you're any assistant coach in the NFL, your goal is to be one of the 32 head coaches across the league. It doesn't mean that um, he's not focused on what's taking place. It doesn't mean that he even necessarily wants to leave Buffalo. But when you have a life changing opportunity and there's only 32 of these jobs that are out there, if he gets offered a head coaching job, I mean, I fully expect him to take it. And I fully expect him to be offered one of these positions. You, you look at kind of his resume, right? The coaches that he've worked, he's worked with, obviously Sean McDermott right now, and the progress that he has made at this time, uh, not just with this offense, but specifically with Josh Allen. Um, McDermott could be the coach of the year this year. I mean, that's a, a nice recommendation to, to have for any aspiring head coach. Um, of course, part of the the Bill Belichick tree, and working for him for a number of years, um, another pretty good reference to to have attached to your resume, and again his time with Nick Saban at the University of Alabama. Now, as we look at this, right, and and again, I think in so many ways, it's like it's easy for fans to freak out about it a little bit, but this is the you know the price that you pay for being successful. Point, Brian's, Brian Dable has been successful, especially this year when you see the progress that the Bills have made. Now, Tom Palacero from NFL Network, he reported that the New York Jets have requested permission to interview Brian D'Abel. Um, Of course, the Jets fired Adam Gase. And with that, you know, it's one that I looked at and said, OK, you know, that's fine. I don't know if the Jets are going to look to make a little bit of a splash with their head coaching search. What that could be, and 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 kind of what what could take place with that one? That was not one that had me too worried, I guess, just to 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 say the least. The one that did um, is the Los Angeles Chargers, right? And they had fired Anthony Lynn. I think there was some question whether or not he was going to be let go. You know, four straight wins to end the season to bring back some continuity with Justin Herbert. Maybe needing to make some changes to his staff, right? Maybe a game situation, assistant coach, uh, as it seemed to be an area where they truly struggled um, late in games, earlier in the year. But when the Chargers did fire Anthony Lynn, that was the one to me that was um, a, a little bit concerning, because I think you look at it, and for Dable, it could be like, okay, you know, I'll be I'll be out of the AFC East. You have a quarterback established and a Justin Herbert, right, versus going to maybe the Jets where is it going to be Sam Darnold? Or are they going to take someone at number two? Um, you you have more of a proven commodity, right, with Herbert at quarterback. Um, I don't know how much of a relationship he has with the general manager of the Chargers, who is Tom Telesco. Um, they both went to the same high school, St. Francis. Um, in the Buffalo area. So from that standpoint, you're just thinking to yourself, okay, uh, that's a little bit of a, again, not knowing if they have that personal type of relationship, but a few things lining up there that then when the Chargers really requested that interview that you start to think to yourself like, okay, this is this is where I can see it going down that road. and And again, as we talk about it, right, this is not one of those things like I am not saying that I don't want Brian – I mean, sure, do I want Brian Dable to stay as the offensive coordinator? Of course I do. All Bills fans do. But if you have head coaches that have the opportunity or assistant coaches that have the opportunity to get head coaching jobs, it's something that has to take place. It has to take place. And I think as you look at some of these other jobs that are out there, whether it be the Panthers, the Houston Texans, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars – You know, once you start to see if there is that formal request for an interview, I imagine Dable will be on most everyone's list, and I do imagine that he is going to get offered one of these jobs. It'll be interesting to see what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean decide to do, if they promote from within, if they look at some external options, but I would certainly say this, it is an attractive position to be in. When you look at the weapons that the Buffalo Bills have, when you look at Josh Allen at quarterback, and really, uh, you know, on the flip side, right, when you look at what the Buffalo Bills defense is doing in the second half of the season, that is truly um a fantastic thing as well. So, you know, when we go through with all of it, it's something certainly worth monitoring. Um I think when you hear the, the press conferences, you know, you've got Brian Dable, he is focused on the task at hand and uh, uh again but it will be interesting to monitor and see what happens there now my last piece as i go through with this right i mean many can argue that the bills are the hottest team in the nfl and i got a, a question from a friend the other day and he's like what are what are your expectations right now when it comes to the playoffs like are you just happy to be there is it, you know, you got to win a game and then you'll be satisfied? Like, what is it, what does it look like? And for me, I think when you take a look at this season and you talk about everything, you look at the success of the team, it's easy for me to say that it is Super Bowl or bust for the Bills. And I don't want to sound overly dramatic when you say something like that. But for myself, I think for a lot of fans – that's the expectation, right? It's not just about, well, they beat the Colts and then they lost in the next round. Like, if this if this ends in anything other than a Super Bowl victory, there will be disappointment from Bill's mafia, myself included. And again, I don't say it in like a disappointment of when you used to think about what that would mean to us as fans in the past, where you're, you know, immediately rushing to do mock drafts or talking about coaching changes Or scouring the wire for free agents and seeing what can take place here. But now it's just the expectation. And you guys know I talked about this on the podcast before. Right? You take a look at things. You talk about this team. You're not just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right? You're waiting for this team to continue to have that success. And heck, we have certainly seen it over this last month. When you talk about the victories in primetime, convincing victories over the Steelers, the Broncos, the Patriots, even I forgot the game against the 49ers, and then an absolute hammering of the Miami Dolphins. So as you come into the playoffs, right, confidence among the fan base is sky high. And again, like I'm not being overly dramatic here when I say it's about winning the Super Bowl, but that's what it is. Like, right now, that is the expectation. And I think for every fan out there, everyone associated with the team, it's not like if they get to the AFC Championship game and lose to the Chiefs that it's just going to be like, okay, well, it was great. Like, no, you're going to be disappointed that you didn't get to the Super Bowl. If you win the AFC Championship game and make it to the Super Bowl, the expectation is that you'll win. Just like the game this weekend against the Colts, that's the expectation and the weekends to follow. So I think when you go through with it, you know, it's kind of that question and it's progressed throughout the year, right? Early in the season, you'd hear on other podcasts, even this podcast, right? WGR, other outlets, just people talking about, well, you know, you've got to win a playoff game for this season to be a success. And it's just like, listen, man, winning one playoff game does not justify the season as success. If the Bills beat the Texans last year and then lost the following week in the playoffs, like would we have considered it a success because they won a playoff game? I don't think so, right? I think we would have been disappointed that they didn't win the next game. Now, expectations last year and expectations this year are a little bit different. But right now, when you're coming off of 13-3, and you go through with this. And yeah, the expectation is that you're going to win each game. And I talked about that a couple of weeks ago on the pod, right, when he's mentioned, like, letting go of the past, not waiting for the other shoe to drop, not feeling that it just has to be of, like, that stranglehold on the teams from the 90s. In a weird way, man, just, to, you know, what a difference a few weeks can make. But right when you think about the game against the Arizona Cardinals to where things are today and just like, okay, the Bills are a real contender for the Super Bowl. And not just a contender in like in our own heads or amongst the Buffalo Bills fans, but it's a team on everyone's radar. And this is where we're at, right? This is where we're at. But it has to start with the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday. And the Bills need to get that first victory, right? Whatever cliche you want to have. Trust the process. Respect the process. One game at a time. Any given Sunday. Any of those pieces that come about. But that's really where things are at, right? It's really where things are at right now. So you go through with all of these pieces. It is just, um, it's just a great position to be in. It really is. It really is. Now, as we go through with a couple of different pieces, at least at the time of recording this, it does look like there's a little bit of breaking news as it relates to the Hall of Fame finalists. Um, at least what I'm seeing from our Matt Warren here. So I apologize, as I'm I'm kind of getting this in in real time, right? But as you go through with a lot of these pieces, right? It is it is not um, it is not looking so good for Steve Tasker or Cornelius Bennett. Um, they are not advancing to the finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Steve Tasker really needing to be one of those finalists, it being long overdue for him to get into the Hall of Fame. And as I go through with this now, just kind of digesting it in real time, I'm certainly disappointed. i got to be quite honest. I'm disappointed that he's not even a finalist for it because I do think it's one of those where you just – if you're not going to recognize special teams, that is um, truly disappointing. So apologies, that's not something I was planning on on speaking with you all about today, and it just popped on my screen as we were going through with this. So as we go forward with this, I just thought that was something worth sharing. But um, again, like everyone, I can't wait till Saturday, 1 p.m. kickoff. It's great that there will be fans in the stands. Um, I know Jay Spence the King will be there. Our John Boccasino will be there in attendance, and they'll be having some firsthand reports I think, for uh, everyone at buffalorumblings.com, which is pretty fantastic. So, uh, again, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you always for uh, subscribing to our podcast here at buffalorumblings.com. Make sure you check everything out that we have, right? Circling the Wagons, the Code of Conduct, the Mafia Mavens, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, Believe, Jamie D. and Big Newt, the Buff Hub, the Bruce Exclusive. Um, We've got you covered seven days a week. So always appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, go Bills.